Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is RJ with the No Limits Podcast, coming to you live on Friday night. Once again, from Bewitched in Situate. In the background, you hear Passion Pit, It's Not My Fault, I'm Happy. It's one of my uh, favorite, like, intro to fall songs because, uh, not that I'm in a rush, but it is around the corner and it's been pretty hot here in New England, especially in Rhode Island. Um, I know Kylie and I haven't been on in a little while. Uh, I apologize for that. I promise we will get uh, the Encino Man episode out as soon as possible. It's been quite busy. Uh, we got the uh, some new additions up at the uh, the old homestead. Got some goats. They're pretty cool. They're named after Harry Potter characters, Fred, George, and Harry. And we just added some uh, sheep. We're going to be getting some Shetland sheep in another week. So... Some exciting things going on up at the Gregory household on top of many projects that I'm trying to get done before the winter. But we're in the beginning of August now. School's starting back up for my daughter in another like three weeks, which I I hate to say. Um, But that brings the fall. That brings like a lot of cool things in New England. But like all cool things, it's got to come to an end and winter is going to come and that's really going to suck. But we're going to be getting into some like interesting things um, coming up you know, in uh, August, September, definitely in October because I am a Halloween nut. But uh, we're going to cover some uh, movies, definitely Halloween movies, and we're going to take our yearly trip up to Salem. Hopefully I can get some neat, interesting characters to talk to us while we're up there. But today I'm joined by uh, Roxanne again. Uh, If you remember, we did an episode a couple months back. Uh, Actually got a lot of great feedback. A lot of you listened to it, so thank you very much. But we're back again to talk about uh, what I like to call the state of ghost hunting. Um, Before we even really get into this, we're not singling out any one group or group of people or anything like that. Uh, I'm definitely a firm believer in the paranormal. Uh, I did an episode about paranormal stories that, you know, (laughs) that got good feedback. So I'm definitely a firm believer in that. But I just want to touch on certain things um, that are going on with ghost hunting that are just kind of distasteful, I guess is the word. Um, So Roxanne's here to definitely help me out with that as I adjust my microphone. But she's here to help me out with that because she's involved in it uh, a little more than I am. I'm kind of like your backyard old school ghost hunter. Um, So Roxanne, how you doing? Good. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me back here. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Um, so before we get into all this, you heard my little spiel about that, but I know you got some really cool things coming down the line here at, at Bewitch. So before we forget, because I usually do forget because I didn't write it down, um, why don't you tell us what's going on? I know you got some Reiki classes and things. Um, do you want to tell us about any of that before we get into this hot topic? <laughs> yeah. So here at the shop, we always try to keep things a little interesting. Um, so we had um, a Gypsy Caravan Tribal Dancing, which was an amazing um, thing that we did um, with Ray Lynn. She has beautiful energy. And it's really about, you know, when you think belly dance, you think, oh, my God, I'm not going to show anybody my belly. But it's really not about that. It's about... Um, pulling in that feminine goddess energy and just feeling comfortable within your skin. Um, when we do that with a bunch of women, who a lot of them who've never met each other, some of them who have, um, we just completed a six-week class, and I have to say we are scheduling another one because it was that amazing, and we had a lot of great feedback and response. Women definitely changed from the first week to the last week. So that's kind of like 
our thing here. We just try to make everyone feel comfortable and at home. I say mi casa, su casa, um, unless you're coming in with some kind of ill intent and then, <laughs> you know, uh, don't let the broom hit you in the rear. <laughs> um, so we do that. We do a lot of Reiki energy, um, healing classes. I'm a teacher. Um, as you know, you were saying about the paranormal. Um, I kind of, as my mom always said, I am the paranormal. <laughs> you know, I'm a psychic <laughs> medium. I do all kinds of different um, psychic, uh, I guess you would call them gifts, but I say it's a double-edged sword. Uh, <laughs> it comes with a huge responsibility. Um, but I like to help and teach other people who, if they feel they have that or have anything kind of going on around their home or things like that, just come in. I have a red couch. It's a famous red couch. You can come in and sit, and you do not have to book an appointment for that, and just chat, and we'll kind of get to the bottom of things. Kind of looks like the Lizzie Borden couch in the in the Lizzie Borden house. <laughs> and I actually was at that Lizzie Borden house playing Lizzie Borden. Um, and yes, it is the exact furniture. Yeah, it looks just it's like it. It's the same time period. Yeah. I didn't realize until I went there, and I said, oh, that's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so we're going we're gonna to get into this. Um, as I as I said before, I'm a firm believer in in the paranormal. There's things out there that are just not explained. You just don't know what's going on. Um, and and even now, with the house that I live in, there's things that go on in the house where I'm like, oh my god, what was that noise? Well, it was a window rattling. But one night I was sitting on the couch and I just heard someone walk about halfway down the stairs, and that was it. And I was like, oh my god, I had a friend over the house they heard footsteps too so i'm not saying that there's no such thing as ghosts but there's definitely stuff out there what i want to touch on is basically the state of i guess state's the right word but the state of ghost hunting um i'm a, I'm a product of the 90s <laughs> awesome <laughs> but uh we used to go out when I should say, like, the technology wasn't the same. Like, we still use cassette tapes with yep. a battery-powered either radio or cassette recorder. I had old little microphones that would plug into the tape recorder that belonged to my grandfather. <laughs> um, you know, video cameras that were the size of a car, you know. And we used to try to go out with these things and, and try to catch ghosts. And I've always learned that I never really caught anything on video, you know. Sometimes you would hear things on on the cassette tapes and everything. But again, I was always a firm believer if I could see it, if I could hear it, if I could smell it, you know what I mean? Like, and if it sometimes touched you, then it's, it's gotta be paranormal, right? Kind of like what Jason Hawes used to say, you know? (laughs) But, um, nowadays it seems like ghost hunting or, you know, searching for paranormal activity has kind of become more mainstream. Like when we would do it, if it was even in the 80s, can't speak for the 70s, I was born in 79, but <laughs> I can't speak for the 70s. But in the 80s, in the 90s, you would consider a freak, a weirdo, a devil worshiper, a Satanist. Like you were you were an outcast if you believed in, this, in these things. So I always believed in it and I always kept it quiet. But Nowadays, it's become so mainstream because of TV, social media, um, the different conventions that people are out there not looking to find a find the truth if there is paranormal. They're, they're just looking to go because they think everything's haunted because what they see on TV is that, oh, you know, 
I'm going to adjust my mic again. <laughs> they, they're like, oh, um, you know, such and such a house over here is haunted, so let's go. Um, or this graveyard's haunted because this story happened, so let's go. Not everything's haunted. Just because it has a creepy story doesn't mean it's haunted. You know what I mean? That's that's just, it's the truth. You know, Mercy Brown, I've been to that cemetery several times, um, ghost hunting, and I, I did work for the Exeter Historical Society. Um, you know, the local group, TAPS, the out of Rhode Island, they actually went there and said that it's not haunted. But people go there and think it's haunted because of the story that's associated with it. So what happens now is these TV shows or marketing people, whatever you want to call them, they say, hey, let's roll with this. Let's, you know, let's make a TV show and now it's all about money. And now they're paying or places are getting paid to have these shows come in to basically have, you know, these ghost teams, not all of them, but particular ghost teams to come in and say the place is haunted because they paid them a certain amount of money. And now that now I'll say it, go, let's say ghost adventures goes in there and say, this place is haunted. It's nuts. I was possessed. Uh, I caught a shadow. I caught all these EVPs. My, you know, K2 meter was going off. Um, the one I love is the, the Xbox um, motion detector that, you know, you could do, um, God, I forget what it's called now. Oh, the connect. Motion, the connect. Yeah. Yes, the connect. And I used to stand in that and play track and field and I had a great time, but somehow somebody turned that into a paranormal device. And if they say that something pops on the grid, but there's nothing there, it's, it's, it's haunted. Right. I don't find stock in that. <laughs> I just, I don't. But anyway, so they use all these tools, all these devices, and now they say the place is haunted. Well, it's good for business. So it almost seems that ghost hunting is now turned into more of a money-making empire than it has to actually trying to figure out or discover the real way to catch a spirit or, you know, to prove wholeheartedly that the place is haunted. Um, and it's it's kind of it's kind of gross, <laughs> you know. You know, it it, it definitely is um you know, I, I just go back just a little bit when you were talking about all the fun toys that you got to play with, you know, when you were ghost hunting, you know, I used a Ouija board and yep. a pendulum and, <laughs> yeah. you know, my abilities and um, we would use the cassette tapes and, um, you know, the most activity we ever got was our personal experience, was our personal experiences. So, you know, oh my God, you seen my hair stick up, you know, but we didn't have a camera there to show it. Right. You know, it was that excitement of being a kid and going, oh my God, this, we are not, you know, yes, we seem like, you know, we are those odd kids that are, um, you know, trying to go into the graveyards and stuff. But even as a kid, I knew, and I re came to realize, um, not just with my abilities, but other people who maybe weren't as sensitive and were using, you know, the... Um, the you know the big cassette player, <laughs> um, that and my cousin Jason being one of them, um, that it was the most peaceful place to be. Yeah, it was a cemetery. Yeah, you know, and and that's where people go to to rest. Now, yes, you'll have residual there, but um, you know, it all depends on location. But for the most part, just because the dead rest there, which is rest in peace, um, does not mean that it is haunted. So, um. You know, I, I think when we hear the word haunted or to be haunt, um, you know, it, people think ghost right away. Well, there's different fractions and different different things 
um, in our field that we kind of, you know, say those kind of, we can kind of break those, that theory up a little bit. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. really what it comes down to is energy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've, 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 I've felt things. Um, I've seen things. We, we talked about it before in, in other episodes, but um, I've never, I've never destroyed anything. I've never disrespected anybody's property. Um, and that's what I'm, I'm kind of talking about. It's kind of like a, a double-edged sword. I'm not, again, I'm not saying the paranormal is fake. Um, you know, but what I'm saying is, is not every place is haunted. Um, and you shouldn't run to every place because someone says it's haunted. You know, um, I'll, I'll give a great example and I, I really don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that I'm picking out this one group, but they seem to be the top dogs. So ghost adventures, I was a big follower in ghost adventures and they kind of, they came out swinging because they seemed genuine in what they were doing. They really did catch some compelling evidence in their early episodes. They actually, you know, supposedly caught an apparition that walked by the camera that you can see it. Uh, Bobby Mackey's was another place they, you know, went to. They caught another apparition and, and really bad things in there. But as time went on, it became more bullshit. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. just, I, I can't call it anything else. And I'm sorry to say that in a, in a place like this. But um, what really set me over the edge is that they took the road that a lot of a lot of these paranormal shows have gone. They start out genuine, very low tech, like bare bones. They catch some really interesting things. Some of it you're like, eh, okay. But then as the show goes on, they get more of a they get more of a budget. That's kind of weird because I was just talking about my friend Becky, that she was the one in the house that heard the footsteps and now she's calling. See? <laughs> but uh <laughs> see that's energy you sent it out, so now she's like, hmm, he needs me, let me call him. <laughs> but so Ghost Adventures started out nice and quiet. They caught a lot of compelling evidence, but now because they're getting famous and they're making money, they get all these crazy toys in there as they, you know, as you watch the seasons, they progress and progress and progress. But all of a sudden, every episode, Zach is getting possessed by some kind of demon. Like, come on, man. Like, it's now, now it's a joke. You know, you can't, you're not supposed to go look for negative energy when you're doing these things. But Zach purposely does that because it builds suspense, you know, and he's an actor. It says right in his bio, he's an actor. <laughs> well, what you'll find too, I, I have done some paranormal shows and um, a lot of, unfortunately, these ghost adventure people or people who just want to go find ghosts may start off very genuine. Um, but TV, you got to remember, they're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars. They need to have hype. Mm-hmm. So if they can't find it, they're going to create it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big things that's always perplexed me is a lot of these teams don't go in with someone like myself. And I'm not talking about me per- personally. personally. I'm talking right. about like someone, someone who's... Ability. Right. One, to protect from demonic possessions. Yeah. <laughs> um, and two, to keep... Um, to see both sides, you know? So if you have someone like myself who's writing down on a piece of paper, let's say X, Y, and Z is happening, and then you're catching it on equipment, well, that's a double validation, right? Yeah. Why doesn't anybody do that? Because half the time it's not there. Because they don't need to, <laughs> right. right? Because they can create it because it's TV. Mm-hmm. And it's really great when they do get get stuff, and that's amazing. But you got to remember, they're going in and they're filming 12 hours, and then they get 12 hours off, then they film for 12 hours, and they're in a location from 
um, three to five, six days. Yeah. Um, so their intent is to catch something, but if they don't, they have to create it. Right. They have you to know, splice it all together. They have to splice it all together. And then they're leaving that poor homeowner. Um, there's no aftercare. There's no spiritual aftercare. They just leave <laughs> they, them. They claim it like, oh, you know, we gave you holy water. You're yes, all set. You're later. all set. <laughs> no, then it falls upon someone like myself and like my community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do find that if you pair up with someone like that, and maybe an aftercare person. Um, I think it may serve a purpose for the viewers. Right. Um, and then serve a purpose for maybe the client if they get, you know, some help from it. And then have someone to kind of come in and clean it yeah. up after. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's TV. And I think the best part about it is like these young kids are like, I want to, you know, we had Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> so Hell yeah. <laughs> we had some pretty, we had like the best Ghostbusters. I mean, I want a machine where I can suck these bastards. Exactly. In, you know? Oops, can I say that on, on <laughs> you can say it on the podcast world. Okay. okay good. Um, you know, but it doesn't really, it, it doesn't technically work like that. The vacuum is yourself and you know, um, but I think at the end of the day, I think it's really great that kids are into this stuff, but who's teaching them the right way to communicate with spirits? Who's teaching them, you know, you know, cause they're going in there, they're vandalizing property. They're knocking down doors. They're have no respect for the living or the dead. Mm-hmm. So all you're creating is more chaos because they're getting it off a of TV. That's, right. Cause they're not it. showing them anything. Exactly. They're not showing them, you know, the, the before care, the after care, if the show's even doing that. Right. You know, and nobody wants to put that on TV. No, because that's boring. Because it's boring. You know, (laughs) I even I actually um, had submitted something for for a show um, to help people kind of like what I do and to kind of see. But they weren't interested in it. They're not interested in it because it's the real stuff. Yeah. And and, and there's not, you know, I love it when when I'm not going to get possessed every time I do. Exactly. I was going to say, I I love I love when you're watching (laughs) Ghost Adventures and and Zach's all. You know, you know, this is the podcast world. Only Roxanne can see my face, but you know, the Zach's get away from me, man. You know, he's like, I'm, I want to. I had these urges to kill him. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that that never happens, but dude, it's happened to him. Well, I should say, dude, it happened to you, Zach, about a thousand times already. You know, and it's like we were talking off off the air um, that you know, Rhode Island has taps, and they're a big they're they're a big network. Um. I loved their show uh, when it first aired, when their first few seasons. If you go back and watch them, they're great. There wasn't a lot because they they were real. Like it was it was amazing. They would they, and it's like every show starts out that way, like we said. But they went from doing residential homes to like castles and stuff. Yes, or vacant properties. Yes, and and what happens now? Just like Ghost Adventures, they started out at small little dive places that nobody knew about, and now all they do is businesses. That's all they do is businesses. Just like Ghost Adventures, uh, um, Taps, they went to doing mainly like big businesses or asylums, or they got out of the everyday person's home that, you know, could legitimately have a claim. You know, they went in there. If they found stuff, they found stuff. If they didn't, they didn't. And they just called it as it was. But when they started getting bigger, I don't know if you remember the episode where they, I think it was, they were in California and they went to that restaurant only to prove that all the haunting claims were just, it was staged. It was an act. 
And I think they did that episode to say, well, hey, look, we can really debunk it when it's fake, you know, because not that I'm bashing them either, but they're going, they've gone too far into the business aspect of it and people start to lose interest because it's like, oh, come on, man. How many times can you, you get an EVP? How many times can you go, well, look at that, you know? <laughs> you know, it's boring, you know, if there is no, with like books and movies, I think there's this this slow roll and then, then there's like this peak and then there's a little bit down, you know, um, they have to like level it out. So if they don't get it, they have to create it. And I, I believe that when you do something for so long and then you start to have this competition of other, um, you know, other shows coming in and competition, oh, well, we have to get this new equipment. So yeah. then it lures people to come and watch, you know, our show and, um, you know, and I get that, you know, I, I understand that, you know, I do have a business. So I understand when you have to, um, change things a little bit to be a little bit more dynamic or new, but, um, I'm a firm believer that if you stick to your true self and mm-hmm. your intention is correct, you may be made for TV, maybe not, <laughs> um, but you are going to be dealing with real stuff. Yeah. You know, um, and I think what's um, kind of the sad part um, with this whole industry that I've seen, just because I do do it, um, is the residential people. Mm-hmm. You know, these ghost hunters went out to help their neighbor. Right. They're not helping their neighbor no more. They're trampling nope. on the yard because maybe it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, there's just there's a, there's. There's just a lot to this, and I feel like there needs to be rules. I almost feel like people need to be licensed. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there. it's getting to the point where um, I've seen actually um, physically, emotionally affect people in their homes. Oh, yeah. And that's, but that was the point of all these ghost hunting shows was to help prove, you know what I mean? Whether, and that's why we love taps. Yeah, because and that's what know? they started out as, and of course because and they're Rhode Islanders, so we love them even more. I know. I used to get all excited when I drove by the building on West Shore Road. I'd always give it out the window, like, "Ooh, are they out there?" Exactly. Right. <laughs> but um, but unfortunately, they changed because they had, like you said, they had to up the ante. Yeah. Kind of watered down the product. Um. But now it's like, when I talk about ghost hunting, I compare it to The Walking Dead. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying zombies are coming out of the grave. I am 100%. I'm a horror fan. I've always watched horror movies. I love the thrill. I love a good horror movie. But when The Walking Dead came out, the TV show, yeah, it's got zombies. But it's like watching a soap opera with zombies in the background. There's so much drama in it. And now people are going, oh, I, I love The Walking Dead. I love horror. Oh, you love horror. Have you ever seen anything by George Romero? You know what I mean? Like, have you seen, like, the original Night of the Living Dead or Dawn Texas of the Dead? Or Massacre, you know, like, like. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Or, like, Day of the Dead yeah. or a- any anything like that. Oh, no, I don't like those movies. Those they, No, those are disgusting. They scare the crap out of me. Well, you're not a horror fan. Right. <laughs> you know? It's just a watered-down product to get people's attention. That's what I feel ghost hunting has become. It's just become a watered-down product to get people's attention that doesn't have purpose anymore. Um, it's a trend. Yeah. So ride the wave, right? Exactly. Is that what people are doing? Like, it's a trend, you know, ride the wave. And, like, we have podcasts and stuff like that. We only had TV and, 
and radio and you know movies now cassette tapes cassette tapes <laughs> look at all the stuff we have and you know normally to get on a show and stuff you had to pay or be asked and obviously thank you for inviting me on your podcast and <laughs> downing that but i'm saying we have such access to so much um media that i think that's another big part too that's flooding right. Right. you know away from the real stuff right and and what What's sad about it is, I'll give a few examples, and again, we had to, we talked about this off air, but I worked for the Exeter Historical Society for a short while. Um, I moved to Connecticut, so I obviously Exeter, compared to where I am in Connecticut, is a long ride. But um, my daughter had an interest in the vampire folklore. Um, so one Father's Day, I, I took her around, and she read the, the vampire you know folklore book, um, by Christopher Ronda, who actually was, I think he was at Paracon this year. He wrote a really good book. I think it was like in the early 2000s uh, about Rhode Island vampires. More accurate than the other author. I won't say his name. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I took my daughter around and I showed her everything. And we went to what was left of the Tillingast Cemetery. Another vampire legend. And the daughter who was supposedly a vampire was Sarah. Now in that graveyard, there is a Sarah a tombstone with Sarah on it that is literally broken in half. So my daughter's like, wow, this is sad. Look at this, you know, historical cemetery. It's all in ruin. So I, I reached out, got into the Exeter Historical Society. My first meeting, I told them our interest. We wanted to restore historical cemeteries, not to find ghosts, not to find vampires, just keep it alive. You know what I mean? These were people at one point, you know, hundreds of years ago they were alive and now they're being forgotten and only remembered as being a vampire. So here's my point. People would go to that cemetery, that little, if they could find it, because it's buried, but they would go there saying, all right, Sarah Tillingas is a vampire. This place is haunted. Well, if they only knew that the Sarah tombstone that was in there, that's an aunt. That's not even Sarah Tillingas. That's, that's an aunt. That's, a, that's not even her. <laughs> so that Sarah tombstone that I even thought was her is not. I was told by the head of the, the historical site that that's not even her. They don't even know where Sarah's body is. It was exhumed. Um, so now you got Mercy Brown. Again, vampire folklore. She wasn't a vampire. We already said, you know, people have gone there and debunked it. It's a crazy story. It fits in the hysteria, just like the witch trial hysteria. You know, so now you got the vampire hysteria, but she wasn't a vampire. But because well, of it's medical. Yes. So um, back then, if someone was, let's just say, um, they stopped breathing. Yeah. Right. Um, and I've read many books on this, and um, there has been where people have died for three days, and they were in the morgue, and then they woke up. Yeah, and, and then they okay. made those those great those great. Um, now in the eighteen hundreds, they were in metal boxes in the hospital in these morgues, you know, or yeah. um, they. They woke up, or they woke up in the ground. And they and invented the caskets. I heard. Yes. I read a whole thing on that with the bells. One guy actually, not to interrupt you, but one guy buried himself, and he actually had, and I got this from the Law Podcast. I got to give him credit. Yeah. Um, Aaron Mankey, guy's great. But uh, one of the podcasts, he talked about that, and the guy actually had food delivered down into the casket while he was buried in there, testing out this theory. So it's, yeah, it's crazy, but go, go and, ahead. You know, people would put <laughs> coins on people's eyes. Um, yep. They said that would, you know, keep them from opening and 
and uh, becoming vampires, silver coins. Um, this was all because they didn't understand the um, medical, you know, as we call it, the practice of medicine. We're still practicing. So right. um, that's where this, these vampire type things, I mean, came from. They were yep. white. They were dead for maybe a day or two. Or maybe they, um, you know, were in a coma. Right. Okay, and came out of it. So there are many, many different medical explanations. The biggest thing I, I think if people are going to go out there and ghost hunt is get back into historical societies. Um, go check your libraries. I know that's <laughs> really, really funny. What's the But not Decimo? everything is online. Um, you know, I'm part of um, New England Genealogical Society out of Boston. You pay $75 to be a member for the year. You can access records that everyone is working so hard to make on the internet. Right. But majority of your your great facts, your newspaper articles, stuff like that, will still be at these historical um, libraries or historical associations, societies. Um, get your facts. Right. And then, you know, gain your story. You know, usually when I go into a place, I go in um, with myself at first and get the information. Then I'll go back and look it up. Mm-hmm. You know, who says entities don't lie? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things to this world that are different, and it can be really, really fun to do this if you are into it. Um, yep. Just you can't have fear. Right. You know, cause it is, and I think that's what a lot of people are looking for, that thrill. That's why I like horror movies. <laughs> and if they're looking for, you know, to be scared, <clears throat> then you're you're not a ghost hunter. You know, you're not, or maybe you are a ghost hunter. Maybe we should call them ghost hunters, right? <laughs> um, you know, you're not a paranormal um, investigator or researcher. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, the title, I would think, a little bit different, and it's totally fine to want to go in and be scared to hell, right? <laughs> but hopefully not real hell. Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like like you mentioned, medical-wise, I mean, if you read the real history about Mercy Brown, same thing with, with Sarah Tillinghast, it was consumption that took them. The thing with Mercy Brown is they always argue that she had blood around the heart when they exhumed her, and you know they say vampires feed from the grave, and her family members were having dreams about her, and then they would end up dying. Um, but the reason why she had blood around the heart was because she was buried in the winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they didn't have backhoes then to dig the ground. So that kind of like changes the whole story. So getting to the... Can I say one thing about the blood around the heart then? Yeah. Another thing is, um, if anybody knows a little bit about medical, if you go and get stabbed in your chest, this is how Jesus. cool we are. Just saying, you're talking about horror. So I'm like, you know, make it a little interesting. In case you get, don't worry. He's backing up everyone. Um, if you happen to get stabbed in the chest, all your blood rushes to where you were stabbed. You want to oh, yeah. know why? Because it's, it's trying to save you. Your body is trying to save you. Wow. So that. I never, I never knew that. <laughs> so maybe she had a heart attack. Maybe there was something else that made her, the blood pull around her heart. Yeah. Or the cold. Because it's trying to warm the heart to keep you what? Breathing. Right. So the biggest, fi- the biggest laugh I kind of got, and I, I'm going to say laugh, and I've met um, some ghost hunters, directors, different people. There's no educate. Nobody wants to be educated. Nobody right. wants to get the stories, you know, about it because it's so much cooler to have like the thrill, the thrill, <laughs> the thrill yeah. of it. But there are there are many reasons for for these things. And once you start moving those things away and debunking, then you can start really getting into the paranormal, the nuts and bolts of everything, right? The yeah. the juicy parts. And that's and know? that's what people are forgetting. So when you go to like Mercy Brown's grave, I mean, it's it's clearly we clearly know she was never a vampire. It's a it's a great story. And I'm glad Rhode Island has these things because Rhode Island really doesn't have much else. Mm. But 
it's cool to have these things. But now people get this story and they go to there. They go to the graveyard and they leave fruit roll-ups. Like, she's not going to know what a fruit roll-up is or these tokens that have nothing to do with her. And then they start vandalizing things like her, her crypt, not just specifically her crypt, but the crypt that they had there where they stored the bodies. That was open for a long time. I've, I've personally been in there just to see what it was like in there because the door was open. I went in there and that was it. I was respectful. I closed the door. I left. Now they had to, they, they put cinder blocks and concreted it so you can't even get in there anymore. The door's open, but it's it's got concrete in front of it. You can't get in. And that's what I'm trying to get at is now people have just gone crazy that they want a token. They want to leave a token. They want a piece of this. Like Mercy Brown's gravestone has got an iron strap around it. Um, so nobody would steal it, you know. Um, like Nellie Vaughn, that's another vampire legend. Up the road from Big John Layden's tree farm there, the Field of Screams. Her, her stone is gone because people vandalized it. They had to get it out of there. Um, so that, that's, that's what I'm trying to say is stop vandalizing things. Not everything is haunted. There's always a story to everything, but just, you know, if you don't want to take the time to learn the real story, don't go there looking for ghosts and then vandalizing things. Right. Do it respectfully. Go there, get scared, see a shadow and enjoy the experience, but pay your respect to the dead. So, um, if you want to leave flowers, I think that's beautiful. If you want to leave like, you know, nature, like people do the little stone piles. Yep. Um, maybe you want to donate your time to an historical society and maybe clean up the graveyard in honor because you go there and you get scared and you enjoy it. Yeah. I will tell you these entities, these spirits, if they're not reincarnated yet, are probably laughing at those fruit roll-ups, I'm sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? Thanks. But what would make me mad is if I was dead, I'd come and haunt your ass for ruining my stone. That's what these people don't realize. These stones are hundreds of years old. And in the Victorian era, they used like a marble. Marble. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't a very good material. It breaks down. So when you put pennies or all these, you know, different type of acidic things, you're ruining the stone. Just like before that, the slate stones, they last, but they're fragile. Don't leave stuff on them because it's pointless. You're not, you're not doing anything. So. And you know what? Nothing's made to last, unfortunately. But if we can teach our younger, uh, maybe new ghost hunters or um, researchers to have some respect um it'll be for many many generations to at least enjoy the folklore right or um to go see it you know what i mean to go see it it's part of history Mm -hmm. whether she was a vampire or not whether she had you know um was buried alive and her blood rushed to her heart to save her right um you know respect i think in anything you do the integrity have the right integrity you want to go and you want to get scared maybe she'll scare you (laughs) but don't ruin her peaceful spot or their peaceful spot it's the whole family you know they're trampsing on top of them and you know but that's that's a it's the point you know it's there's books you read about it in books you see it on tv you want to go see it i love you know colonial history we're living in it you know what i mean like I go to Boston. I can visit almost every spot that the Revolutionary War happened. I can go see real artifacts. I can visit almost any home of the signer of the Declaration of Independence. You know what I mean? I can go into these places where these people lived because it's preserved. They're not using you don't you don't see ghost adventures going into, you know, Mount Vernon. You don't see them going into 
you know, the John Adams homestead. You don't see him going into Paul Revere's house, which most people don't know. I believe the house that Paul Revere lived in was, it was either built, I got to jog my brain, but it was built for one of the Mathers, either Cotton or Increase. I think it was built for Cotton, um, who was involved in the witch trials. A lot of people don't know that, but that that's a real fact. It was built, because I had asked the guy, I go, I want to double check my fact. I go, wasn't this built, and I, I want to say it was Cotton Mather. It makes more sense to say Cotton Mather because of the, the years, but either way, it was either Increase or Cotton. And I said, was this place... Which I think they were brothers. It was a father and son. Father and son, father yes, and son. Because I'm related to them. I know uh, my genealogy. Nice. <laughs> and, I'm a, and I'm a witch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so point at them. Don't actually accuse the real one. <laughs> so I said to the guy, I go, you know, was this built for one of the, the Mathers? And um, he goes, yeah. He goes, it was. And he's like, you know, a lot of people don't know that. He goes, that's a pretty interesting fact to see what this house has gone through. And um, that's what I'm trying to say. If you keep going to like H.B. Lovecraft and... H.P. Lovecraft ain't haunting nothing. <laughs> he was just in a creepy <laughs> author, you know. Yet I visited that stone with my daughter because she read H.P. Lovecraft stuff, um, and the innkeeper at the well, one of the many security guys I should say at Swan Point because they have to run security there because people are always in there trying to ruin the monuments or just being stupid. He was telling us that they constantly have to clean and wash and preserve that stone. Because of all the stuff people leave, it's just destroying the stone. Just like at Mercy Brown. Um, you know, the Sarah Tillinghast that's buried in that family plot, who isn't the vampire, that stone's gone. Um, I took over a complete family lot, uh, the Williams lot in Exeter. I'm sorry, the Lewis lot. And I completely brought that place back to life. It was beautiful, you know. I saved it, but nobody will ever go visit it because... There's no folklore behind it. But if you read the stones, there was a lot of beautiful inscriptions. And, you know, so if you if you act like an idiot, these places are going to disappear. Right. Um, but now if we push the envelope even further, you get these ghost shows that's not going to these places. And now everybody wants to go visit these places and they want to find a, a, a ghost. Like, again... <laughs> it seems like we're ragging on him, but I really don't care. <laughs> Ghost Adventures went to Salem. Now, Taps went to Salem. Their episode was pretty good. You know, they covered, it was the Lyceum at the time, um, where Bridget Bishop's house used to be. Um, that was an interesting episode. Um, and I believe they covered the witch house. God, it's been so long since I watched it. But anyway, their episode in Salem was cool. But then you get Zach in the ghost adventures going to the witch house and he totally just blew it up. <laughs> you know, you could tell he was acting and it, you know, not that I'm saying that the witch house in Salem was using them to promote people going there. Cause trust me, they don't need to promote anything. They have you know? lines. Yes. Going around. But 90% of the people that go there don't know the facts about that house. They just think it's, Oh, it's, the witch house where all the witches were, you know? And they, they, they walk through expecting to find something, even on a quick little tour. They don't realize the tragedies that happen there. Like mm -hmm. I had said to you, you know, most people when they go to Salem, they don't even know about the witch trials anymore. They just go to Salem to say they're in Salem, you know, buy the hats and all the little garb and go to all the attractions. But if you say to them, well, where did the victims come from? They go, well, Salem, right here. 
Well, no, they came from what's Danvers. Danvers, yep. <laughs> that was Salem Village. They were transported over there. So, again, like we've been saying, and we've be- been beating this point into the ground, it's like learn the history, you know, before you start going to these places because you'll have a much more much more of a respect as to what happened. And now you're standing in, when you go to the witch house, you're standing in the house of an awful person. <laughs> you know, he condemned people to die for no innocent people for no reason. A lot of people don't know that, <laughs> you know. And it was in that witch house that the judges would sit in there and, and bring bring these women and men in. And, right. And they would find a mole and say, you got a witch mark to the you're gallows. You're out. Yep. Um, you know, and people don't realize um, that that goes back to and I can speak on this because I like I said, I I. I guess a little mini historian. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but you're I've like been, me. You're like a you're you like know, a closet. Yeah, <laughs> I've been researching for probably about 14 years now. Um, my family is from Salem. Um, Constant Hopkins was my 13 times great grandmother. So Salem, Gloucester, Danvers, that whole area. Yep. Um, on my mother's side, very very um, connected with. So it was. You know, so I was doing it for my own history, you know, and then it brings in all these, you know, other aspects, which I'm like, okay, I know what abilities lied in my family. And I know they definitely went further back, but yet some of them prosecuted some of these people. And I said, why would they do that? And then it dawned on me when I did all the research and everything. It came down to property and it came down to money. Mm hmm. And greed, as my husband says, greed money is. is the root of all evil. <laughs> yeah, so if we're talking about greed. being possessed by things. I know you said, Zach, I've actually, unfortunately, I've never seen an episode of Ghost Adventures. Oh, you want to laugh? You know, Dude, I was, I, I know, I, I definitely was um, a Taps fan. And then as, you know, they kind of went to these bigger places, it kind of faded out for me. Yeah. Because um, I really that, liked, like, I really liked the home cases and, um, because obviously that's kind of what I do, you yep. know. So it was nice to learn from them. I felt like I was learning something, and yeah. it was entertaining. So, um, so yeah. Sorry, Ghost Adventures. Never seen an episode. So, um, <laughs> well, if you're gonna watch it, watch like the first few seasons. I heard the first few seasons they did get, you know, and that's kind of what gave them the was it what's the word the clout the um, I use the right yeah. word there something like that. Um, you know, juice to keep going, but <laughs> I don't know, ghost juice. I don't know. <laughs> whatever the word is, whatever the, the kids word is. are using these days. Yeah, whatever, whatever the cool <laughs> word. We're is. not old. We're not old. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you know what I kind of find is that um, you know, if you if you find this history out, like I did, even with my own family, and then I went and visited, you know, the witch house. It was a totally different experience for me because, mm-hmm. like, I could really connect to um, both energies, you know. And I went in there not knowing before, and I felt the different energies. But to connect to both energy and then hear these these stories, you know, remember these are humans. Yeah. And, um, you know. Unfortunately, it was money, and money is power, and property was power. And I know you said you were getting goats and sheep. Well, that was worth some hefty pennies. I seen oh, some yeah. of the wills, and if you gave you know one brother the goat and the other one the sheep, they might have been fighting over it because exactly. they had different values. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, and I I find that it could lead him back into um, you know, the whole ghost thing and and doing it for the right reasons. It comes down to money. Yeah. It comes down to getting into properties that you know have these these big names um they don't care really if they're they're hoping they're haunted but they don't really care it's about the name right um and it even goes back to 
you know, we have a little saying, Harold Allen, I know you're going to know what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, I feel like in the industry, um, that's kind of, it's not, you know, what you know. Mm-hmm. We can put any pretty cute little actor on there and put a leather jacket on and call him a I'm not going to swear because I do like to swear sometimes, but, you know, blah, blah, bleep, ghost hunter. And, you know, they're fixing their eyebrows in the mirror. And I'm um, like, Where, what, 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 <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've seen this, guys. Um, so, um, you know, it kind of loses. And even for someone like me that's in this industry, now I go, now I know why when people come in, they're so skeptical. They're so yeah. scared. Because it's know. just watered down. It's so it's mainstream. It's so watered down. I could know? sit here right now and go, Roxanne, look, there's a ghost right there. And you and I could play it out with just our words. And these yeah. people listening to this podcast could go, holy shit, man. Did you listen to that? They saw a ghost while they were... Yeah. Sorry. We're not, we don't. <laughs> you know, and the other thing is the mind plays an amazing trick on you, too. You know, even what I do um, as a psychic medium... I have to really be good about keeping my logical brain out when I'm hearing things mm-hmm. and then not manifesting what I think that might be. Right. You know, I have to just give it like if I see a random pool of ducks and I'm like, hey, I see a pool of ducks. <laughs> you know, my client's going to understand what that is. But to me, it sounds so crazy. Now, if I let my logic go in there, they could be in a pond. They'd be flo- they could be flying through the air, you <laughs> yeah. know, because our mind is so brilliant that it can create things. Our, right. We can hear if our friend goes, oh, my God, did you hear that? And you're like, oh, my God, I heard it. You actually will hear it because you're picking up on, you may, especially if you're very sensitive, you can pick up on what they heard, even if maybe you didn't hear it. Right. So they're really, really, um, you know, I can go and talk about this forever, but you know what I'm saying? There are different ways, you know, the mind is beautiful, but it is more brilliant than you know. <laughs> right. Um, so we're going to get, I'm, I'm going to like turn the page here a little bit. We're going to continue on with the discussion, but we were. I was trying to lead into one, like, big point. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run a couple of things from you. Uh, well, not from you, but yeah, a couple of things I have here on my my little device. Um, we're banging on Zach Bagans again. I'm sorry, dude. I mean, you know, sorry. <laughs> um, he's worth five million dollars. Five million dollars. Okay. You've never seen an episode of Ghost Adventures. They had a documentary. It used to be on Netflix. Really good documentary. Um, he was dressed like me. Like, just t-shirt, sneakers, nothing fancy. But if you watch as the show goes on, now he's got more tattoos. Now he's got a fancier hairstyle. Now his clothes are, you know, real cool. fancy. He's mm-hmm. got his hair. There's no... I'm sorry, Zach. There's no way you can do your hair that perfect for every episode. Bullshit. <laughs> you know? Um, so you can see as it went on, as the money was coming in from the show and people are watching it, they're changing because now they got money. But to... I, I'll call myself a purist. The show is watered down. So you're going up for glam, but your quality is going down. See, to me, that's that's horse crap. So he's worth five million bucks. He just bought Charlie Manson's house, uh, oh, the murder house, as they they call it, Charles Manson's murder house. Which I'm gonna tell you something. I owned, I sold it, actually to uh, the Magic Parlor. Someone from the Magic Parlor in Salem bought it. I had a piece of Charles Manson's death cloth from from the morgue, the sheet that they covered his body with. Everybody's like, "Don't buy it! Don't buy it! Oh my God, the the you know negative." And I, I, I get that. 
But I had it in my house. I had it in my hand. I touched it. Nothing happened. Again, not everything is haunted. I'm sure it picked up some of his energy, but it didn't bring any like demons into my house, you know? So he bought, so what I'm saying is he bought Charles Man, the Charles Manson murder house. He's going to make a, probably another shitty ass movie about it. He bought the demon house and that was such a bad, bad movie. You could see that it was fake. I mean, I'm not the only podcast that bashed this, this, and I'm just an amateur podcast, but thank you everybody for listening. (laughs) Um, There was real like, professionally funded like people do this for a living podcast that were bashing that demon house sh- uh, movie saying how fake it was how scripted it was you could see them setting things up or moving things around and then zach at the end said oh you know i got so possessed my head hurt um and uh my eyes are screwed up and i have to wear prism glasses now because of the damage i suffered from being possessed of that house well, I've been on Zach's Instagram, and I call him out all the time. Like, dude, your your eyes aren't crossed. Your eyes are fine, this and that. Um, I looked up about pris- uh, prism glasses, and, you know, they are a real thing, but it could be, it could be medically, you know, they just don't give you prism, prism glasses because you have to have, like, a double vision. I'm no doctor, but from what I'm reading... They put you through all types of tests. There's several tests that they put you through for prism glasses. So some of the problems could be, it could be your eye muscles. Um, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce these medical terms. <laughs> oh, wait. So you're saying that there actually could be something medical that yeah, could be causing this. Kind of like, I mean, um, what is that, Mercy Brown? and If you can pronounce all these medical terms, that's that's the first category. Graves disease. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, there's... Graves disease. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So it could be from eye muscles. It could be neurological brain-related issues. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you ever see Zach, he's a little nuts. But um, brain-related issues such as head injuries, strokes, migraines, or a tumor. And then it could be nerve-related problems like multiple sclerosis, scler- uh, sclerosis or... Um, diabetes Um, and it says double vision has many causes and a prism isn't helpful for all types of double vision because it can be a sign of a serious health condition it's important to find out what's causing the double vision okay see a doctor immediately if it's new if it's caused by eye uh, misalignment or unknown reasons well see now unknown reasons there is that's what we call, I used to go, I was going to school to become a lawyer. And that's what we call, we love it. It's called a loophole. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to take that one thing and we're going to put on some amazing cool glasses and, you know, have demon eyes and or whatever he's, I don't even know who this he, guy is. He's but. saying his eyes are like crossed and he can't see right because of. Because he was possessed by a demon. Because he was possessed by a demon in his demon house. Okay. Well, when you're that's his loophole. <laughs> okay. So when you're possessed from a demon, you um should be lucky you've survived. Yeah. Okay? Well, apparently he's like um, Superman because he's and, been possessed like a thousand times. And um, you usually don't walk away with um anything I've read or um seen personally with um any issues except having um psychological issues. And the main thing is keeping your vibrational pull up and having faith in something i don't care if you believe in a tree 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of different characteristics. So getting back to being possessed, now I have to really do my research um, <laughs> on this guy. But um, it's kind of funny. Loophole. That's his loophole because yeah. now, now you, we just we just read legit reasons as to what could cause it. That last one, or happens for unknown reasons. Again, because Zach Bagans supposedly got possessed and now he's got to wear prism glasses. That's what people are gonna go on, not the real reason behind it. There's no way this dude. He always wore glasses. There's no way this dude, all of a sudden, from a demon, became. I'm not saying it can't happen, but you can tell. That it didn't happen from that. Well, if he's always worn glasses, another <clears throat> thing is too, like anything you expose your body to, if you wear it over and over again, or your your eyes will pro- progressively get worse or create other things because you're you're relying on it. Um, and same thing with um, uh, medicine. You know, if you ever realize that eventually you have to change your medicine, change your right. shampoo because it's not working the same. Right. Your body's so smart that it, it teaches itself to self-heal, and then right. you're trying to heal it with something else, so it cross-references. Yeah, and to get <laughs> how a prism is uh, prescribed, so he had to see a legit doctor. So there's medical reasons behind this, but there's the... Uh, Who you know, not what you know. Yeah, you know. Go back to that. (laughs) Yeah, I know what doctor's name is. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Summerov. There's the Hirschberg test. There's the Kraminsky test, and there's cover tests. There's the cover uncover test. Um, You know, basic different types of tests. Like the Kraminsky test measures the degree of misalignment um, in in the eye. Um, This is like the um, Hirschberg test, but with a prism. So. I'm just, I'm not going to get into all this, but to get research. Yeah. I could sit here and spend another hour because I'm trying to get to a bigger point. Um, He had to see a doctor to get these glasses. He just couldn't go to Brooks Pharmacy or Brooks Pharmacy. Christ, they're not even around anymore. He can't go to the the Rite Aid or the Walgreens or the CVS or Costco or to get prism glasses. He had to be looked at by a doctor and prescribed. Right. Again, you can't tell me it was caused. If I went to a doctor and said, hey, a demon made my eyes crossed and I can't see you. I see double vision and I'm all screwed up. What do you think that doctor is going to say? No, but what you can do is be put in your, if you're that good of an actor, and this goes back to my theory um, that energy and the mind can manipulate even you. You know, mm-hmm. I have many people you know that like can lie so good that you give them a lie detector test, which is energy frequencies, they yeah. will pass. And you know, you can show them evidence that it's a lie. Right. Right. So you believe something so wholeheartedly, or you want to believe it, that you actually can make yourself see cross-eyed and, and so forth. So the doctor will be like, oh my God, this guy, you know, he's going through this lens and that lens and... And this is happening, that's happening. Oh, he needs these glasses. Yeah. Right? Unless it's something like, um, you know, I, I've seen doctors do that. I've, I've known of doctors who have done that. <laughs> and I've had clients come in and go, no, that's not your problem. But you believed it. it was on WebMD so much that you made yourself believe that. And <laughs> right, that's exactly. okay. That's like, why I don't you read. told your body that you were, you know, had MS and you didn't. And you that's know? why I don't read... Um, WebMD. WebMD. And Stay I just, off it, youth. <laughs> all right. So, and here's the other thing. So, this is on Den of Geek. Okay. So, Den of Geek asks this. This is a Zach Bagans interview. Den of Geek says, how are your eyes? And Zach Bagans says, I still have the affliction. And I still wear prism glasses 24-7. I mean, not when I'm sleeping, but it has gone away. 
uh, but it has not gone away. At this point, I have refused to do the double eye surgery because the doctor told me there's a risk of total blindness from doing that. So he's still claiming it's it's from the demon house, but medically the doctors are trying to tell him like this is how you can correct it. You know, so he doesn't want to correct it because he is a character. He's now made himself a Marvel right. role, um, paranormal character, right? Right. So like. What would Superman be without his cape? You know, like during the day, he's like a regular person, like in a T-shirt like me and you. But at night, he wears his cape. So he needs his cape to do what he needs to do. Exactly. Those are his glasses. Right. So so this is the bigger point we're getting at now. So we've, we've spent, I don't know, um, like an hour. almost an hour talking about, you know, how ghost hunting's watered down, how it's become more of a lucrative business. Don't disrespect the houses or, you know, the whole spiel. We did our public service announcement. Yeah, um, and it is okay to be on TV and bring awareness. Just have you know, teach respect. Yeah, you know? yeah, and and we're not we're not bashing. I know we know lots of people in this you know community. Um, we're not bashing any one group. Like I said, we're not bashing any people. We're not trying to get people mad at us. Um, you know, there are cons, and we talked about this off air. Like Rhode Island does a paracon, and it's a great it's a great event. All the money that is collected at the door goes to charity but there's several groups there um there's there's paranormal groups you know roxanne's there um offering her services i'm actually there with um a thing i call doc lantern curiosities where i have all kinds of like macabre and you know oddity things like quack medicine or you know murderbilia as they call it just to teach the people that you know it's entertaining but it's the darker side of history and here's another good point. <laughs> the first year I went, everybody just looked at everything like, oh, is this stuff haunted? Is this trigger objects? I had one guy go, I can't even go in there, man. This is, oh, man, this is so haunted. I'm so freaked out. Nobody talked to me about anything. So the next year, I put a sign up that says, I love to talk. Please feel free to ask questions. I love to talk. And I bought a doll. Oh, I shouldn't say I bought a doll. I had a doll given to me from a friend of mine and yes it came from an attic yes it was old and musty but it looked like i forget the name of it but it looked like the howdy doody doll it was, it was freaking creepy my daughter won't even go near it <laughs> so i put it out as a display not saying it was my annabelle but as a conversation piece as a test just to see what people would do and um do you know because i put that stupid doll out there People actually took the time to look at the different things, historical things. I mean, I had stuff dated all the way back to pre-Revolutionary War, like early 1700s. People finally started looking at things, and then they started talking to me, asking me questions, and they're like, oh, so you're not here because these things are haunted. You're here just to show us that, you know, this is how they did things medically back then, or this is what a human bone looks like, or ew, that's the embalming fluid from 1900 that went into your body like just fun things to show them you know all because of a doll and people all the the first thing they would go to is that doll and they go oh my god that doll's haunted oh my god i'm getting bad vibes from that doll <laughs> and that was my whole paracon experience was that stupid doll but until i came by and seen those beautiful brooms you make and i yeah. said "Ooh!" And then we bought like five of them and then i took some to my store so they're amazing <laughs> um but anyway, back back to what I was saying was the Ryan Paracon, they have different groups. You know, everybody's there. They charge you an admission fee gets, that gets donated to a great charity. Um, and you don't have to pay to 
talk to the people individually. You can go in there as a skeptic and talk to all these different people, even the people from the TV shows, they're there. Or like, you know, the more low-key paranormal research groups or mediums or psychics. You can go in there and talk to everybody and everybody's very friendly and come out with your own experience as to whether you believe in it or you don't or you're still a skeptic. And that's good. You know what I mean? That's what that community should be. That's what these TV shows should do is to help people get answers, not water it down to turn it into a business. There it is. I guess I said it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, again, check out the Rhode Island Paracon. It's great. Um, but the big, the big thing now is um, Rhode Island is part of New England. New England had the Salem Witch Trials. Rhode Island has its own... You know, folklore, we had the vampires. But if you live in the small town of Boroughville um, in northern Rhode Island, yeah, man, it's a lot of snow. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's it's all woods. Um, there's a lot of historical farms. Um, excuse me. Um, there's, you know, it's just, it's just, it takes you back. You feel like you're traveling back in time. There's a lot of old houses, a lot of old farms. And there's not many many of these places surviving. There's not many left. Um, but in that little corner of Rhode Island um, is the story about uh, Sheba, uh, who was considered to be a witch. Again. Why is every woman a witch? You know what I'm you saying? Know, killing her kids, <laughs> drowning them, the, the stereo, eating them, licking them. I don't the, know. The stereotype <laughs> of, of uh, Victorian era. Yeah. Um, but um, So she was claimed to be a witch. Because several of her children died. One of them, according to the folklore story, you know, they've, they found blunt trauma to the skull. But it could never be proven. Um, they tried her. They couldn't convict her. But she had that label as a witch. So now, because she had that label of a witch, that corner of Rhode Island is now haunted, according to everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um so much so that the house that when she married that she was living at because she was originally a Sherman, um, I forget what was her married name. No, her married name I think was Sherman. Sherman. Yes, she was. Um, I think I have it. No, no. But she married more than once. <clears throat> right. Bathsheba Thayer. Thayer. She was that's born was. in yeah, born in Rhode Island. Married a name. Uh, married a man named Judson Sherman in 1844. They lived on an old farm where the allegations of witchcraft first came into life. Um, these allegations came about when an infant died in her care. This infant is still unknown to this day as many speculate why the child was there in the first place. Um, many believe this child was one of the neighbors or a relative, but again, this is still up for speculation and debate. Um when the child was pronounced dead, investigators found that the cause of death was from impalement. The child had been stabbed through the skull with a large sewing needle. From here, speculation became rampant throughout Rhode Island. Bathsheba Sherman was now considered a witch, as many believed she carried out this vile crime and sacrifice to the devil. <laughs> so I definitely did some research um, on her because, as you know, the, the house, the Conjuring House, what people call it, um, I recently, um, the owner happened to 
be a friend of a client of mine, and um, I was purchasing the property privately. Yep. So I never was listed. Yeah. Um, with um, at the time I thought was my good friend Corey. <laughs> uh, that turned out to be that's going to probably be a folklore thing too eventually. Um, and you know, you might not be to at get the in gallows for throwing a hex. <laughs> yeah. So maybe a real witch hanging. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it'll burn you at the stake. That seems yeah, painful. Exactly. Um, but not to get into any details of it. Um, you know, to smear his financial situation in it, but. Long and short, um, I went to purchase this property with them and um, we closed on the property and, you know, there was a lot of stories and, you know, and then we had Andrea Perrin also saying things, you know, that were with the house and, and now you remember I am uh, friendly with the owner and also promised her what we'd be doing with the property, which was to um, restore it to a historical um, property. Um, Him and his family would have lived there for a little bit so we could kind of get that up and running um and then um you know let you know when people go into historical homes is the history right yeah and then there is also this folklore stuff that's around like Bathsheba so you know people don't like want to try to communicate with Bathsheba or whatever and that's fine you know because that is still part of its history exactly okay but we're looking at all parts of the history um, so getting back to where you said about the beautiful farms and preserving them, um, you know, I thought this was a great opportunity to be able to do this, you know, and to give the property, um, you know, exposure where right. it's always been residential. It's just deserved. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, it's just deserved, not just, you know, a story on the parents for me, which is a true story because who am I to debunk that? Because I didn't personally experience it. Right. So everyone has their right to an experience. Right. right? Um, but to preserve history is really kind of what I'm about to. Um, so getting back to that kind of what you were, you were saying about, um, and I kind of went a little sidetracked about oh. Bathsheba. I looked her up and because I'm part of the genealogical society and I'm access to some of these sites um, that most people aren't, if they don't pay. Right. Um, Again, all about the mighty dollar. Yeah. Mighty dollar. <laughs> um, one of the, um, and Lorraine Warren on one of my sites, mm-hmm. um, their now their files are open to the public. Mm-hmm. They whoever it was um, it was Ed who left them open. Mm-hmm. Um, he did all his history back then, and it, it says he saved it all. And it, it clearly says Bathsheba um, was not a witch, and there was no documentation of the child with the 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 pin. Yeah. Um, and I was able to pull up death records and he had that information too. So I tried, that was kind of interesting, yeah. you know, as parent, you know, pioneering paranormal investigators, they did do their research to, to say, you know, the claims that people were claiming and went back and seen that. Right. Um, well, the articles don't state that. Right. So, and then I went to, so I said, Oh, let me go look on another site. So I looked on the site. She lived on the Sherman farm, which is part, what at one point was part of the Arnold farm, which is, what everyone knows as the Conjuring House, the original Conjuring <laughs> location in Burrowville. Um, that was 800 plus acres and it was deeded from Roger Williams. Now, we all know Roger Williams and the Indians did some shady stuff, right? So Everybody if, knows about their history. Well, if, if you're not from New England or Rhode Island and like hopefully you're listening out in California or maybe somewhere across the world, uh, Roger Williams founded Rhode Island. So Right. <laughs> so he he worked a lot with the Native Americans, you know, peace treaties, things like that. But the Native Americans, um, the Narragansett tribe, actually, um, with all their other tribes, Nipmunk and different things, would go in and give land without even asking and, and, and deed it to Roger Williams. Then Roger Williams would deed it to 
his, you know, um, families that were of, you know, had a promising um, impact, you would think, on yeah, society. Prominent, prominent families. Prominent families, yeah, okay. Yeah. So Arnold's were one of them. So that actual property actually outlined the, because if you know Massachusetts right there. Yep, Douglas. And it butts it, Douglas, okay. Yep. Um, to cut out, it started to cut out the state of Rhode Island, that part of the state of Rhode Island. Oh, wow. We're going back 300 years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yes, there were battles. Yeah, there were debts on, on, on that place. But um, that's New England. <laughs> yeah. Now, getting back to um, Bathsheba, um, if I read a little more, um, it says she was held in court and had been interrogated many times. Again, like the Salem witch trials. Uh, but investigators could not find uh, irrefutable evidence to convict her, so she was cleared of all charges. After public opinion became more and more damaging, like the witch trials, um, she went into exile and stayed within the confines of her farmhouse where she raised her own child. The child was in harm, and no other accounts of wrongdoing were ever reported other than the mistreatment of the hired help that the Shermans used to keep the farm sustained. So, I mean, we could be talking slaves or Irish immigrants. I mean, they were all treated like crap. Um, it was reported that this help would be abused physically and mentally by Bathsheba, including accounts of starva- starvation. So and we all we all know, you know, and even some of the, and the article um, that was published um, with her, her death, you know how we all have our names so put in the paper, and, yep. and it says nothing in there about... Um, her actual article, you know, about uh, her being a witch or anything like that was that she was um, a prominent citizen and yada, yada, yada. And I wish I had brought it. Uh, yeah. I know you were going to bring this up, um, <laughs> but you can you can find that on um, on Ancestry.com or some of these other um, websites. And you can find free ones, too. Just look up um, free Ancestry <laughs> sites. I was trying to think of um, geneal- um, genealogy. Free okay. genealogy sites. Um, yeah, and then it, and then it goes on. But see, here's where it gets interesting. It says reports um, reports of witchcraft died down until Bathsheba's death in 1885, where she died from a strange case of paralysis. In her mysterious death at age 73, um, which was old for that time. Yeah, very old. Uh, doctors exclaimed that she had turned to stone. This report further justified reports of her being a witch to the townspeople. Isn't that called rigor mortis? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so go back to health. <laughs> but then this this um, it's called um, scarily.com, um, the best I could find. Uh, but it says fact from fiction. It says after the release of The Conjuring in 2013, and this is what we were talking about. Bathsheba's uh, gravestone has been vandalized in the Harrisville Cemetery of Rhode Island. A large crack is present in the rough stone of her grave. Throughout the years, more vandalization, uh, more, yeah, more vandalization has occur- occurred on the spot of her final resting place. While there are many truths in the story of The Conjuring, there are also fabrications that were put out in place to make a much better horror movie. One such occurrence was her death itself. The movie, In the movie, she had been hung from a tree in the front yard of the farmhouse, her body hung from a from a branch of an old eerie-looking tree. However, we know that this is not the case. Okay, so this the the house yeah. in the movie looks nothing like the real house. Nothing like the real house. There's no little lake behind it like in the movie. 
Well, there is a pond way, way back, but not like not like in the movie. Not like you walk out with the dock. Yeah. Um. So even even this web river. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. There's tons of them back there. Um. But even this website is is basically saying, you know, um, that don't vandalize. Like you're ruining things. Her stone is ruined. Now, I work. I worked. Um in that section of Rhode Island. God, I, I drank ginger ale and I, I keep burping. Sorry. Um, I, I, um, free burps. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I worked in that pot of town and I've seen that house several times and it's a beautiful historical home. But when that movie came out again, people being people, they just would walk up to the front window. They'd walk in the barn, they'd walk on the property and, that caused the owners of the house a lot of stress because it was a private residence. She had to install uh, video cameras, uh, no trespassing signs, like put up fences, had to have like police detail, anything they could do to get people from stop going, you know, from stop them from going into that place. She did, and that's very stressful on a person. Again, you know, show you know you got to show respect to everything. But now we we touched a little bit about it, um, and I I don't know how much you want to get into it. But the point we're saying now is that this home was purchased uh, recently, made a big stink all over Rhode Island. It was all over the news media. I think I saw uh, the Today Show reported on it. Um, and immediately when the house was bought, guess who's coming here for the Halloween extravaganza live show? Ghost Adventures. Again, that just seals the point. They're using it as a business. And yes. the residents of Boroughville or that section of Rhode Island, if you look on Facebook, they're not happy that they're coming. They're, they're not happy because it's a quiet neighborhood. It's a quiet town. I lived in the, in, in East Providence, which isn't a big city, but it's it's a residential neighborhood. I had crazy neighbors. I had people living on top of me. No privacy. I wanted peace and quiet. Moved to Brooklyn, Connecticut. I got a two-acre little farm. You can hear a pin drop out there. That's why you live out there. That's why these people live out there. They don't want this. But guess what? They're going to get it. <laughs> so. Well, you know, it, you know, the intention of it was to have um, it be a place. I work a lot with kids and animals. Um, and Corey being part of um, my paranormal team, which I had met last year at Paracon, just like I met you, in <laughs> Millbrook. And, um, you know, became very friendly with them. And I loved his... Um, his thought because he was very much about using not really new equipment like the old radios and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this guy's old like me. Like he likes to, you know, maybe yeah. if you can catch what I'm hearing and seeing, then we can, you know, really teach people um, how to work in the paranormal field with respect. And that's, you know, any um, investigation I took him on with the client, it was always like that, you know. So I never thought for any given second that his intention was anything, anything but that. Right. Um, you know, and obviously, as everyone knows, um, money, well, situations, things change. Well, I don't know how much you can get into it, and um, but for people who aren't from New England, but or from Rhode Island, or this area that could possibly listen to this out west somewhere, um, you you were like on a private sale with that house, as you mentioned. Yes, he um, he um, gained access 
for that house through me. Right. And for different financial reasons, we did things a little different. That's what I was going to say. So when, when the time came to figure out exactly what the intention of the house was going to be, you wanted to more preserve the history of the home, uh, you know, use it more as a spiritual center. Correct. There was 10 acres of property. And let me tell you what, in Rhode Island, 10 acres is, is a, a lot. lot of land, man, because Rhode Island is so small and overdeveloped, it's crazy. So, you know, you wanted to turn it back into like a farm. Um, Historical. Yeah, home. you wanted to preserve it to what it should be. And yet, you know, I'm sure you eventually would open it up to do well, there definitely would. I mean, guided. Paranormal, guided paranormal investigations, a certain time frame. Um, you know, there'd be certain um, stipulations which we, I knew from being in business. You know, he doesn't own a business. I do. Um, that there are um, certain boards you got to go in front of zoning. Um, you know, all kinds of sign. I mean, everything. And the yeah. town could pretty much, you know, taking a gamble, could say no. This is a rural because it's it's zoned rural. And, and the people, um, the people who live there, and they don't the people like it. could <laughs> protest too yeah. and say no, we don't want this, or okay, we'll let you do this, but these are the requirements. Right. You know, because people have a voice and they can go to these meetings that are, are public and say, okay, your intention is to do X, Y, and Z with the property. We like this, but we don't like this. And right. as you know, some of these historical homes have like they're only open to like four or five if right. they're in these communities. And then what will happen was if they do have you know a ghost team come in or a paranormal team, um, it's after hours. Right. Um, it's private. You can't have you know X amount of vehicles. They tell right. you to carpool. So there's many many stipulations. Um, and living in Rhode Island and it being a small state, but we have a big voice. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, for a little state, we pack a punch. Um, you know, we like things done a certain way. We like people to have respect and to lay out their intent, not to like snakely, um, do things. Right. Um, and I think the biggest, um, downfall, um, I know, um, between my relationship, um, with this was that I saw it one way. Yeah. And he saw it another. And he is a very avid ghost adventures um, yeah. person, which I didn't know. And I'm like, who's this guy? Well, he's going to come out and he hit us up and they want to come out and look at this house. And I'm like, okay. They, because they want to be the first ones in there. Right. Again, and like so, we were saying earlier in the show. Right. And, you know, I said to him, I said, you know, the golden egg of this kind of is that, you know, nobody's in it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's seen it in a while. You know, it was a private residence. We also have to respect the owners because I am friends with the owner. Yeah. Um, as a client of mine. Um, not the owner, but um, her friend yep. um, and a friend of mine. So there are a lot of lines to be respected because I was trusted, right. you know, and he gave his word too. Yeah. So, you know, there are definitely a lot of um, different um, avenues in here, but, um, you know, I don't think people would have that much of an issue if, if he did it the right way. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, there's, if you, if you go to Providence, like tonight, we could leave here and, and go to Providence and take a ghost tour. It's done the right way because it's guided and it's historians dressed in garb. Right. Telling you about the cool things that happen in Rhode Island. Creepy stories, but they, they take you to the location. They tell you what happened. Ooh. You know, um, Lovecraft's house where he grew up as a kid is on the tour. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe was always in Providence. They take you to some spots from there. But it's guided so nobody can drift off on their own. But you're getting the real story. Right. I've got no problem with that. And it seems like that was the avenue that you wanted to go with because let's face it, let's be honest. 
you're buying a house, there's there's a note on it, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, you need you, to make money. Right. If you turn into a working farm, you got to pay for the animals. Um, so I mean, there's there's bills that have to be paid. So not even to cut that grass is like yeah. intense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I cut two acres um, all the time. It's so nuts. <laughs> you know, and that's on a riding mower. Yeah. Um, you know, it needs a lot of attention. There's a lot of plants have been growing there for 30, 40, 50, 60, some of them 100 years old. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's I go back to it. It's it's intent. You know, and um, you know the. The hardest thing for me to grasp, I think, around this is, you know, you're in this field, you know, you know, you're the odd kid that can see ghosts and stuff like that, right? And then you you try to <laughs> that's why I exactly. got my tattoo, paranormal. Um, so <laughs> you know, and you it, you understand, and you're trying to grasp all the science behind it because what you're doing is advanced science, you know, and you're yeah. trying to. Um, build a solid foundation for people and to let people know like you know another thing we were going to do was you know I work with a lot of kids that have abilities and mm-hmm. then end up having mental issues because you know hey he's schizo because he sees the you know, ghost but now he's right. really seeing it you know yeah. so you know there there's a lot um, that could have been accomplished I feel and brought the state great pride and brought that side of the town great pride right um, doing it in the right way well, I mean, like I said, doing doing a ghost tour through the house. Listen, everybody wants want to come a, check out the little, house. Yeah, you, you know? want a little thrill, um, pop culture. Yeah, you know. So bring because them in movie. there, right? <laughs> Br- you know, you bring them in there, but you you give them give them the real story, and you can tell them in this room. You know, this is where Bashi. I, I say it wrong. Is it Bathsheba? Bathsheba, where she slept. That's where she slept. Or. You know, on this piece of property, this is where they, you know, give them a historically accurate thrill. Like like one of the ideas I had for it, um, obviously this would have been like a year down the line because he had to move into the property and we obviously needed someone to live there because, you know, people are crazy. I mean, you see all the signs, well, you know, never sure. mind, you know, yeah. what's going on now. Well, now so. it's all, it's all re-sparked now. I mean, right. that's, that's, that's why we're doing this. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, and I feel bad for that, but you know, at the same time, I guess you reap what you sow, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, my idea for, um, on that more like fun, like paranormal type thing, um, you know, kids trying to see things was, um, like the game Clue. Yep. Like a murder mystery. Like you don't know who the murderer is. Yeah. But kind of like what story do you want to go with? You know, here's a, here's a camera, here's a, you know, and let people teach people the right way, how to respect things, how to do it. Right. And then them come to the table, you know, a couple hours after with like, oh, this is what I got. Look what I got. Right. You know, and, and educate them on, okay, that's the window. That's this. Yeah. You know, but still having that great experience. Yeah. And now, now at night for people, what the odd thing is, by the way, there's a lot of activity during the day versus the night. Oh, yeah. Um, I find sometimes a lot more. So don't think because it gets dark out. I've, that's just I've been to places. For, that's just an effect for your eyes. Yep. A lot of um, energy is is housed during the day. Yeah, so. I've, I've gone to places and seen things during the day. But what's what's going to happen there now is is basically, and I'm not bad-mouthing anybody. I don't even know the guy who owns it, but... It's going to turn into a, a freak show. I mean, everybody is going to go out there. There's going to be litter. There's going to be trash. They're not going to respect the home. They're not going to give a shit about the backstory. They're just going to want to go see the crazy possessed lady crawl up from the, the, the wall like it happened in the movie. Um, and they might get that there. Someone might make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> probably an actor. Um, but, you know, and then and then you have um, 
Andrea Perrin, who's she's a very nice lady. I, I've met her yeah, a few very times. Nice. Um, she's gonna go there, and of course they're gonna have her there as an attraction, and she's gonna build even more. Well, hype. she's she's been there, and um, you know, she has sent um, because uh, as if anybody's from Rhode Island, um, you know, the first Facebook post or anything was like me and Corey bought this house, and da da da. And, um, at the end of the day, we couldn't meet eye to eye with the integrity of where that was going. Yeah. Um, and I have, you know, my grandfather always told me, you have, you come in this world with one thing and you leave with it. And I said, what's that? He said, your name. Yeah. And I'll never bend anything for any amount of money or any kind of anything. And I, you know, if anybody's listened to that, you know, that was seriously to this day, best advice I've ever had. Yeah. And it keeps me on the straight and narrow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, hopefully that someone else can take, take a bit of that as well. Um, so, you know, she had sent a message that she would do anything to make her dream come true. I said, what is this, Walt Disney? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I have the message. And, um, you know, I think that's wonderful because, you know, she has a story that she lives by and she makes money off of and, yeah. and a living off of. And I guess if you can make a living off your experiences, then I'm happy for but you. But she's the only one out of all the family members that... that that make a living off of it though. right well <laughs> and, you know some people have a conscious and some people have a different you know not different bad mouth in her but here's another flip side to the story rhode island as you said is yes. a small small state everybody knows everybody well i know someone that is related to the the shermans um and i know people that went to school while supposedly all this, you know, with, with the parent family, while all this stuff was going on and they've known them around town. And if if you ask them, you know, how were they doing all that, they would tell you that they never knew anything was going on, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know if they kept it that quiet or – but if you ask people from around here, they'll tell you, like – it it's like nothing ever happened, you know. So that also makes you, makes you wonder, not – disclaiming everything that happened but you know did it did it happen (laughs) and 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 this is kind of where i kind of go into um you know yes it did and i'm going to tell you why um because they experienced it right so it goes down to experience right yeah so yes they did and i will tell you because i deal with this when your vibrational pole or your mental state is in a low vibration you will attract low vibrational energies mm-hmm. when you raise your vibration and i mean i won't you know i know we've been on here for a while but there are ways to do it um you will um raise it so it's those things can't really get into your beautiful mind right mm-hmm. and, and kind of torch you um so there i do I would never debunk her story because it would go against what I believe in, which is everyone's story is right. Ah, but hold that thought. You know what? What? That's paranormal investigation. That's what we're trying to say. That is the the bare root essence of trying to prove what people claim to see. There it is. See, and you just said it, and we were, you know, and I didn't even script you to that. You, yeah. But that's what para, That's what we're trying to say. This is what the bare root essence of paranormal investigating investigation is, and that seems to disappear. So, so I'm sorry, I had to, I had to so, say that point before. Yeah, I lost no, it. <laughs> good. I'm glad you took it. Um, so going with that notion, because um, I have clients that come in that say, "Oh my God, I experienced this and that," and and you know, I go in their home and we do the investigation, or I go in, I go in first before I take my in team in, um, and what I find is. 
Um, sometimes, yes, it is paranormal. And sometimes it's the wind or other things. Um, but we never say, oh, you didn't see this. Because who's to say that that didn't happen? So what I try to explain to them is, okay, you had an experience and don't be afraid and try to teach them those types of things. Um, but there are times when you go in and there is paranormal activity. There are um, residual energies. Um, I had a case um, here in Coventry where the woman, um, now everybody knew that her house was haunted because she told everybody. Because now we're in a world that you can talk about that stuff. Yeah, you know? you're not considered you a know, I will give the parents some credit. You know, back in the day, you didn't talk about that. You were crazy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, even now, people still look at you crazy, but not as bad. <laughs> They're like, hey, go get, you know, go get a paranormal team in there. Yeah. Um, so... Um, but she was hearing, um, this feeling like this dragging of a leg and this and that. And she actually was psychic and she had some medium abilities. So she was hearing these things and I heard them and seen them. So, okay, I'm validating, but who makes me a validator, right? Right. Well, we were able to catch on the equipment in her bedroom and actual now everyone sees orbs and stuff, dust. I actually have the video and I can share it with you if you want to upload it. Mm. And it shows it, um, Orbs will never stop moving. And if you look around them, it's not a perfect circle because energy disperses. Right. Okay. So, and it, it fractions out and it, it, I mean, I seen it on our screen happening when we were taking a break mm-hmm. from all the sessions and everything else. But long and short, there actually was a story behind it. The gentleman that lived there that died, um, died of um, lung cancer to um, radon. Oh, wow. They didn't test for radon back then. You nope. don't even have to legally get it tested now unless you request it. So it was a big, long thing. But there was an actual legitimate story. This old man on the other side was so nervous about this woman because nobody else is living in the house but him and his wife and wanted her to check to get that checked. Well, the radon company never put it in correctly. So when I kept hearing that it's coming through the wall, it's coming through the wall. Yeah. What he was saying was that the radon, which is a gas that you can't smell, it doesn't have, right. a, you know, like carbon dioxide was coming into the house and now excessive states of radon will actually cause you to have some kind of paranoia mm-hmm. or psychosis too so what i'm saying is yes paranormal investigation is great because there is always a reason right for even if it is paranormal a spirit helping another human it's not always they're coming to get you <laughs> and but she felt that way because she didn't understand right right she needs someone to explain it and it took you know, two or three times to go there and get the full story. And then I pulled up the deeds. I pulled up everything and it all made a big <clears throat> complete circle. Yeah. And that's paranormal investigation. Yes. Now, now I got to ask you because, you know, um, nobody's been in this house. Nobody. I mean, people have trespassed on it, but nobody's mm-hmm. been in the house. You've obviously been in the house. Yes. <laughs> so for anybody who listens to this, she's like one of the first people to be in the house. Oh, yes. And I have a lot of the antiques in that house, too. So let me ask you this. What was it like? What did you get? Was it as bad as so, they say it is? Let, no. Be the first person to report on this besides, you know, Andrea Parent and all the movie. Okay. <laughs> so my personal experience going through that house, um, I didn't feel anything. Like, I feel vibrations everywhere. And it was just very kind of still. And I was like, Whoa. Were you taken back by that? Were you no, to I was come excited. In and be like, Whoa. <laughs> no, I was excited because I wanted to do my readings and Reiki and, and different energy healings where you open up people's org fields and um, when you feel anything that's not right, you close it down mm-hmm. and there's always a risk. Yeah. Okay. That something can kind of um, become like a nuisance to right. you. Okay. Um, so I was like, oh, this is wonderful. 
you know, people are still going to believe what they want to believe. But I know that there is no vibration here, which is weird. But then I said, that kind of freaks me out because there's always a vibration, mm-hmm. right? So as I started doing more walkthroughs and, you know, we send the papers and then it's like the appraisers there and this person's there. So every time I went there, I started feeling a little bit of vibration in different areas. So I was like, now this is more like it. This is a normal house. It's, an, it's 300 years old. It's on land. Like every everything emits energy. So it should all always have a vibration. Right. Okay. So it felt fine. I didn't feel I didn't feel my chest heavy. I didn't feel anything. Right. It wasn't until we after we closed on the summer solstice, which I made sure we closed on that day because I'm a witch. <laughs> Hello. Um. So that I I walked in there where it was Corey's wife went, got there first. Um. I went home to grab furniture. I told my husband throw the furniture in the truck. We need furniture in there. <laughs> uh, besides the antique furniture, and um, we met at the house. We go inside the house, and we're all sitting there and blah blah blah. And now my husband, I mean, obviously. He believes in the stuff, but he'd rather just like brush it off, brush it off because it <laughs> freaks him out, you know? Yeah. Um, I freak him out, but he loves me. So he's not getting rid of me anytime soon. <laughs> um, and we did have some activity there at the door. Like, I mean, these doors, when you close them and latch them a lot, I mean, we went to recreate it, hit the door, you mm-hmm. know, hit the stairs. I mean, you heard it lift up, unhook and push open. Uh-huh. And it was during the day. It was me and my husband there. But, um, I'm a medium. That stuff happens around me all the time. I can go outside and that stuff happens. So is the house haunted? No, I'm haunted. So that's <laughs> what I tell people. Okay. Cause on the other side, they're like, you know, I'm brighter. You know, that's what I say. It's like a, it's like back in the day, uh, anybody's older, the telephone pole, I mean the telephone boots, you had to go put a quarter in. They didn't move. They weren't cell phones, right? You had to find one of those to go make a phone call. Right. It's kind of what it's like when you're a sensitive or a medium. So open to those vibrations. Yeah. So I said, Okay. All right. I didn't see anything. I didn't see a person, nothing. So I'm like, you know, all right. (laughs) Um, But as the, you know, weeks kind of went on and we were still trying to discuss and come to common terms with what I thought we were already in common terms with the, the, um, what we wanted, the intention of what we want to do with the property within a, within a year, um, the energy starts shifting, getting really, really heavy. Now, is it because of you guys being, Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. So, um, because what I say is energy attracts energy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, at this time I didn't know there was no underlining. Like I knew at this point, I should say that I might've got screwed. <laughs> I'll say you got fucked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I'm sitting here going, there's no freaking way, but you know, then his wife wants to, you know, to be in and do paranormal investigations. And my husband's like, I'll just, I just want to come here and cut the grass and I'll make sure like no one falls to the floor. Cause it definitely needed like a lot of work. Yeah. And so now it went from two partners to four, a husband <clears throat> and wife. And I, we needed my husband and he wanted her to be part of it because she wanted to be part of it. So to make all parties happy, now we had to really right. kind of look at this. And I offered to clear the land, too, because yes. I love doing that. Yeah, and I was like, yes, 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 and make us more rooms. Um, so that didn't really, you know, it was always one thing after another. Um, you know, and I said, you know, I'm starting to get this feeling. I told my husband that I don't think they, I don't know, I'm getting this feeling like I'm getting pushed out. You know, and I, being the person I am, didn't have him sign like a document stating like this is what we don't know. I have it on tax and all, which is a legal binding document technically. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I went with it. Went with that. Um, there's a lot of there's other little funny stories. But anyways, on the, one of the days that we we're going to talk to an attorney, I get um, this weird feeling, 
and I, I look up. Now, at the time, I had Norma gave me a lot of um, the antiques in the home and dresses because she knew I liked history and she knew we were going to do tours there. I went You've and actually looked. wore some old Victorian dresses, yes, haven't you? <laughs> yes, yes. So I went to tell um, Corey's um, mom not to touch the dress, and I couldn't even, like, it was like cats got your tongue. Mm-hmm. Like, I had that, like, weird feeling. So I went to go do like that. Then now Corey's sister was there, um, and she was looking at me. And as this happened, I'm like, I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm feeling this energy pull, and I'm wondering where the heck it's coming from. But... I I don't even know how to explain it. I felt like I was in a somewhere else, but I was seeing everything. Does that make sense? Like I was stuck. Mm-hmm. And I see this this kind of thing kind of happen. And um and it kind of pushed me over my hair it went back like they see me. And what I realized was um cuz right after that things went really bad. Um was that it was protection. It was protecting me from what was going to happen because after that I didn't feel like and I went there the next day and whatever I didn't feel heavy in the house it didn't feel like do you understand what I'm saying yeah it's almost I'm it's almost like the house is kind of watching out for you yeah you know it, you know because maybe if I I know this sounds crazy people but maybe Bathsheba's spirit was in there saying I need this woman to be in this house because I'm finally going to be cleared of all the negative things that have been said about me and I can rest. And right. now the house will just go on being a normal house. That That's kind of like what I'm getting from you. You know, that's, yeah. that's, and that's not crazy. That's paranormal. It is paranormal. <laughs> I mean, and the, and the crazy thing is I, um, Corey had like video uh, surveillance going and we checked the tapes. I said, you got to check that tape because I feel like I went somewhere else and it was weird. Mm. Um, it's completely, it, it stops. It stopped at like, 120 because I asked the system like what time is she was, you know because I'm obviously a paranormal investigator so I'm like what time is it so we go back and look it was 127 mm-hmm. so it happened right around 122 to 127 and um it's nowhere to be found on the tapes now I kept asking Corey to go the next day for me yeah. like the next day after like in the the time loop uh-huh. because it just looped it into another day oh wow and our our systems were messing up the whole time um so you know, there's, de- like I said, 300 years old. It's got a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, but one of the main things is uh, Corey had a paranormal person in there. And I guess they said that the house wanted me out. I don't think it's funny that another psychic said that, you know, <laughs> the house wants me out. I wonder if she wants to be employed there, you know. So, um, you know, there's a lot of other crazy stories. I, I feel like I'm going to become a, full, hey, a legend. Here's the there. thing, though. That, that other psychic could say the house wanted you out. Because maybe you were the good coming into an evil situation and the evil wanted you out because you could defeat it. Again, this well, is this is paranormal. I mean right. this is this is what people want to find the I would have said to the lady, Well, why does why does whatever's in this house, why does it want her out? What is she gonna do? Right. This is paranormal investigation. This isn't you know what I mean? Well, this was so, through you know, you know, um Corey had told me this on the phone after and he's like, I trust her and da 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 and I'm like, Well, wow. You've worked with me for I, a year. Now, see, paranormal investigation. I would have said, I want you to show up to the house, and I want her to show yeah. up to the house, and let's see what happens. Paranormal investigation. <laughs> yeah, I said, you know, let's 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 all go to the round table. Um, so you know, there's more to that story, but um, it's 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 kind of 
you know, for me to say it, it's, it, let's just put it this way. Um, we're trying to be tasteful with all this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not you know, we're not trying to, you know, but, but it is what it is. I mean, I, you know, me and my husband were there to do business and, you know, other people were there and the cameras were off. So, you know, it's yeah. like, and they were all paranormal people. So I'm like, hmm, what's yep. going on here? He's giving people unprecedented access to a location that Without has even telling me. been blown up because of Hollywood. Yeah. Nobody knew about this house until those files got released and Hollywood said, we're making a movie. Right. You know what I mean? That's... That's what sucks. Like it just it ruined it ruined it. No, you know what I mean. That peaceful corner is gone. If that movie never came out, who's to say? Maybe you would have bought you know bought that house. Maybe you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But the chances of turning it into what you wanted it to be would have been a lot higher. You know because he's looking at it as as a as a money making entity. All he right. wants is money. He wants to make enough money to pay off that house and end up like Zach Bagans wearing his Nikes and. His Ray-Ban sunglasses and his mo- his faux hawk. Sorry, Zach, that went on like 04. His faux hawk haircut and muscles and tattoos. You know, that seems like that's what he wants, not what that house should be. And it, and it's sad because um, actually his friend Bill, who um, was behind this whole thing, I guess, and didn't, you know, I knew, I mean, he's his good friend, so I knew he was in his ear, but, um, you know, it's funny because, you know, I see Corey kind of in the shadows, but his wife and Bill are like up and, and they were the two that supposedly, you know, didn't want to be in front of the camera. Well, we all know Bill does, but, you know, his wife didn't. So, um, you know, I at the at the end of the day, um, you know, that house, it will be what it's meant to be. And, um, <laughs> you know, I hope a sideshow. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? They have a lot of hoops to go through because they're septic. There's a lot of things that need to be changed before they even do that. And the town has to approve it, people. So I, they can't, you know, he can't be running a business out of it. He's supposed to be living in it right now. Yeah. Well, here's, here's, here's um, just to give people a little bit of a, a background. This, um, this actually came out just recently. Um, what date did it come out? I got it here. So, ah, this January... No, no, this is uh, the wrong one. All right, I can't read it because I pulled up the wrong one. <laughs> what is it? It was supposed to, I thought, I, I can't find what I did to it. God, I dropped the ball on this one. Um, I pulled up, there was an article written uh, about the Conjuring House being purchased recently. And now I can't find it. I suck. <laughs> I probably have it. Was it um, in July? Yes. <laughs> was it by like a main... Was it Maine it was News? Like, no, it was Providence Journal. I found it on the Providence Journal website. Oh, yeah. And didn't they talk about, like, um, the lights were flickering outside or something? Yes. Well, yes. you want to hear a funny story? <laughs> I, I'm going to go live with this. I can't believe I'm going to do it. So that <laughs> night, um, I I had left my, um, my meeting. Uh, and, you know, things were still kind of going back and forth. You know, me and Corey had kind of it out and, like, it was done, like, you know, I can't work with you. He can't work with me. And, you know, that happens. It happens a lot. And um, I said, you know what? You know what really kills me is, like, I loved him like a brother, you know. Uh, you know, ex-military, like, giving him an opportunity I seen in the paranormal field. You know, everyone kept saying, like, he wasn't TV material. He wasn't this. And I really was trying to give him an opportunity to be um, to be in a legitimate circle. And mm-hmm. that's hard to come by, but, 
a legitimate circle, you know, uh, you know, no fake stuff, no banging walls with our hands, like, you know, doing real stuff, helping people, kids live better lives and not, you know, and understand the paranormal so they can live amongst <coughs> it because you can't get rid of it. Okay. Yep. So, um, but you can provide peace to things and then they will move on. Okay. That energy will move on if you, if it finds peace and it wants, if that's what it wants. Yep. Um, so remember I was telling you kind of about that energy, how like, you know, I feel like I'm haunted, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. um, so I was, I went by the house that night. It was around 1030 and I was outside cause I was going to come down the driveway. But then I'm like, I can't do that. I'm going to look like a complete psycho in the dark. And then he's going to think like, you came and bothered me in the middle of the night, da da da. And because it took me that long to like think about like, do I really want to go by? Like, because so, I thought if I just seen his truck there, I wanted it to pull in and be like, talk to me without anybody here. Yeah. Because I need to know, like, did you really do this to me? Like, was this your intent? Like, I need to look in your eyes when no one else is around. I wanted like the real story. Then I see on Facebook, Bill Brock posts the thing. Now it was pitch black there. Like, I couldn't even, and I won't put my lights on because I want to be like that creepy, you know, but I was just like, I just, I'm so in such a hurtful space and me being a psychic medium, you know, I did see the signs, but I logically ignore them because I said, there's no freaking possible way yeah. that he would let his friend like persuade him or anybody persuade him. Like he knows like the loyalty I, I am, you know, um, shoot, he slept in my house, my, my store 52 times we've been on paranormal investigation we've been in salem together like there's no you know there was just you we were like brother know. and sister yeah, 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 yeah literally like brother and sister and you know i got his back he's got my back so i'm like but something said just don't i i couldn't see if there was another car you know and i was just like you know i know if bill was there it'd be like on TMZ or something like send it in like <laughs> me at the door or whatever and it was really just for a great intent to be like look my friend in the eye and be like it's just me and you here well you wouldn't be the first person to sneak up on that place that's true <laughs> but like and it was a weird position because technically I'm an owner and yeah. I have a key and yeah. I have a code and yeah. like and I'm like feel really creepy because like he told me to get off his property like he actually used those words to me and I'm like oh my god this is getting weirder wow yeah like he used that with my husband there <laughs> And said, trust me, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, until I get a phone call, your psychic said the house doesn't want me, and you believe me. Okay. Get but off my he, property. He, so, <laughs> so the funny thing is, they said the REM pod on the porch area oh, was God, going off, yep. and um, the lights were flickering, like outside. Mm -hmm. I was outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you brought that energy. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like you say, like, oh, maybe the house was telling them, hey. Yeah. You know, but again, REM pods. The fuck out of here with that. I don't. I. But not even that. They could have said the REM pod went off, right? But yeah. like, then the only thing they show on Facebook is the outside lights flickering. Well, yeah. I was outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's either it, you know, again, yeah. and that's that's paranormal investigation. Like, it would be interesting to see you staying in that house and just see what happens. And document it. That's well. The most bones. the most important thing is to do this is to document it and knowing that it's all formed from energy, which everything is formed of, and why it manipulates and changes, and why it makes people see certain entities or things. Are they, you know, yeah, that's energy, and you know, is it intelligent? Is it this? And I have a lot of things I've documented that I haven't um, presented yet. I'm trying to get 
you know, some more things, you know, I'm not gonna be like, Oh my God, look at this one thing. You know, <laughs> we really want to gather some really, really great stuff so people can, you know, understand it more, you know, and every day it's different. Every day you got a different entity, a different energy. So to say you're an expert in something, you know, you might as well just hang your hat. Yeah. You know, do you, no one's an expert in anything. Every especially, day, everything is different. Especially you learn not in a field where different. you're trying to disprove science. <laughs> you know? But think about that for a second. They're yeah. trying to disprove science. How about we prove that this is a form of science and why right. it formulates this way? Why does it attach to living things? Right. Why does it do this? And that's that's the that's point the of point. a paranormal investigation. Right. Not, I'm in the conjuring house. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. So, bottom line, because we're running long. Well, we're not running long, but bottom line, um. Do you think the Conjuring House is as dangerous as they put it out there to be? As what they're uh, actually, you know, you know the all right, you know the Ghost Adventures are gonna go there. Right. Zach, I hope you hear this because I would love to have a one-on-one with you. Um, Wouldn't it be funny if the EVP sessions like says my name and bewitches situate when they're I'll, I'll DVR <laughs> it. I'll DVR. It. We'll crack a bottle of wine and we can all watch it. Um, but. Uh, you know, you know they're gonna go there. Yeah. And they're gonna They're gonna find they're gonna tons of stuff. Blow it up. They're yeah. gonna blow that they're gonna find Satan himself in that house. You know that's I mean Well that's, all I'm gonna say <laughs> is you cannot come to my store for help. <laughs> no. <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but with your experience, and again, no one's an expert. I don't care if if, if Zach Bagans himself or uh and I, I like them better than Jason, but Grant Wilson from Taps or what's that dude? Steve with all the tattoos yep. or Anybody I met that that is famous from TV, if they came to me and said that house is haunted and it's wicked haunted, but I have experience. In other words, so you have an experience in that house before any of these people. You've been there when when it was a, almost its quietest. Yes. Now that house, when they show up, all the idiots are going to be out on the street. You know what I mean? There's going to be people there. The house is going to be full of shit. You know what I mean? And they're going to say, oh, it's haunted. Would you say if they came back saying it's very demonic, would you would you dispute them on that? So so what I'm saying. So my thing is um, the people that are there, are they are their energy vibrations demonic? I yeah. mean, didn't Zach get like possessed a bunch of times? So a he thousand may, times. So he he's may gonna actually, get he's gonna get possessed. I okay. can. I'll bet you five bucks. <laughs> okay. So if he gets possessed, which he will. Okay. Um, <laughs> which I heard he doesn't go on planes. You know, because that's you know he's fucking weird. I'm yeah. sorry, but that's okay. You know, everyone's got their things. Um, but if he gets possessed, it'd be interesting because you know it, they're gonna go in there. You know what? No, it would be even funnier if they go in there and the house is as quiet as when I walked into it. Well, that's maybe the Maybe the house doesn't want a certain attention to it. Do you ever think of that? You exactly. Know? And here's, here's what we need to do. Here's what we should do. So you're saying that your opinion, because no one's an expert. Right. But your profession, well, well prof- yeah. professional opinion, I guess. Your years of experience. There you go. Yep. Your years of experience. Compared to my years of experience, we've we've experienced it's very different similar, things. Yeah, yeah. But I've never been in that house. You've been in that house. Would you say it's as crazy as everybody has made it out to be? No. Okay. So 
what I think we should do is painfully watch that episode of Ghost Adventures, see what they come back with, and I think we should compare it and see how you feel about what they say because... Well, I kind of wanted to get my, my story out there because, you know, when I first did my um, my Facebook, um, if you go to my page, which is Citra and videos, I did um, do a live video um, just raw with my emotion and what happened yeah. and didn't form as many details as I did tonight because I just, <coughs> I wasn't in the right space for, I wasn't ready, you know, you have to deal with the fact of that being a friend and losing a friend. Yeah, I was more oh, concerned yeah, about no, a friend no, than, than anything yeah, else. Yeah, then freak the house, you, you know? know. But I'm in a definitely in a way better spot and, um, you know, I think, you know, I wanted to put out there what happened in this, in that house with mm-hmm. that energy because his sister seen it, his mom seen it, Corey knew, like, we all were like, you know, my hair blew back, like, that white, it was white lined, it looked like water, like, went over me. Now, nobody else seen this, because they're not seeing it, I'm seeing it, and I asked right. if they seen anything, they said no, and then I explained it to him because I didn't want it to make it manifest. Right. Do you understand? So I wanted to make sure, you know, whoa, what the heck was that? And when we couldn't find it in the film, and then Corey wouldn't look in this one particular day for me, I was like, hmm, interesting. And I, I kept asking him the day after, okay, go back. I, I, I think it looped back into the following day. Mm-hmm. And it was always one thing or another. I, And now at this time, he was already talking with Ghost Adventures, and <laughs> I was talking to him about, no, don't <laughs> let them in. Yeah. Um, you're nuts. Like, you know, They're going to make it a shit not show. Not even that. Like, you know, we're not... The house is in zone. It's not. It's not legally ready to do that. Like yeah. you're just gonna you're gonna ruin it basically. Right. And um, I don't want him to use my experience on that show. I don't. <laughs> know, I got this weird feeling that like, you know, they would and say it was someone else. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we're gonna we're gonna do another episode if you'd like to. We yes. should do it not to keep not to drag it through the mud, but I'm just curious because, like I said. People right now, not that I'm trying to make you famous, because that's not my intention. Yeah. Our intention was to just basically talk about this and talk about being respectful for ghost hunting. People would die to talk to you. You know what I mean? All these so-called paranormal investigators that fell in love with this now because it's no, so mainstream, they would they would just die to talk to you because you've been in a house that nobody has access to. You know what I mean? That's just... Yeah, and I mean, I have video, I have, and they I have would, pictures. They, but they would be disappointed to hear because of the way, you know, paranormal investigation has become. They would dis- be disappointed to hear your story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what sucks. They, they, would, they wouldn't want to hear the truth. They would want to hear what they saw in the movie, you know? Christ, they probably think Annabelle is running around through the friggin' house, you know, right now as we're sitting here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's another piece of it is, you know, every, and especially if you have abilities, you know, the house does have, I, I'm not going to lie, like the spirit, the house does have spirits. It's over 300 years old. Any place that is yeah. that um, old, I and, would assume, and, would have something. And spirits run, uh, they run through my store, they run everywhere. They run through, like, um, almost like a conveyor belt. Here's a funny thing, not not to keep dragging it out, but to your point, um, I have one of those SB7 spirit boxes. Long story short, I was using it in my house trying to contact my friend. I picked up a whole conversation. It was crazy. And I spoke to a priest uh, who is an ex an expert, but, you know, yep. he's ordained in this field. And he told me the same thing you said. 
He said it could just be spirits just passing through and they passing just they through. just happened to stop and talk to you. I was in Dunkin' Donuts parking lot with my daughter one day and she turned it on to try it and we got clear as day, hello, right in the middle of Dunkin' Donuts yeah. parking lot, just one word because they're just everywhere. They're everywhere and that's the most amazing thing is that you don't have to go to a house because, or a graveyard. Or a graveyard. Or a witch house. You know, or, you know. <laughs> I, I tell people, just just turn it on, you know. Um, but remember, everything you, you open yourself to, you expose. That's why they say about the Ouija board, you know. It's it, a Ouija board, a pendulum, your psychic space, opening it up. You're, you're opening yourself up to those spirits that are running through. And not everything right. is nice. Just like all humans are and nice. That, and that could be a danger with that house if there is something bad in there. So one of the main things that I was telling Corey as they started to feel the energy um, change, which obviously now I know was because his intention changed too. So obviously the energy in the house changed and it was like a war. Like I felt like uh, light versus dark in a weird way. Yeah. Um, but it was just our energies that we're emitting on what we wanted to do and so forth. And I said, if this energy is this heavy, you know, um, I would never let people in, young, old, whatever, because from where I'm, where I understand it, where um, some people may not, Mm -hmm. um, can cause harm. Yeah. Because your org field, um, energy gets stored in your body, and if you don't fix it, can can break down your body. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are many, many different things. You got to be very, very careful. On what you wish for, and I because Im- you might get more than you expect. <laughs> and I can be honest, with you, I I can only imagine some of the types of people that are gonna go through there. You know, I'm sure people that want to find dark entities, or I don't want to call them Satanist. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want. I don't want to stereotype anybody. But there's gonna be people that are gonna take a tour specifically trying to draw something out while they're walking through that house. Absolutely. You know? But you know what? So there's two versions here to this. So it's a, it actually is a living haunted house. So you can't take it away because, um, you know, the parents had an experience. Hollywood took it. It's a haunted house. Yeah. However you look at it, people are going to look at it as a haunted house. Yeah. Every house is haunted. But that's okay. Because there's always residual energy running through it, whether it's human, animal. I mean, right. let's not forget about our furry friends that run through too. Um, <laughs> I wish I had so, some of my furry friends you know, my so house. So <laughs> it will always... It, you can't, you'll never be able to take that away. That's part of its history. Yeah. But it's 300 years old and it's still standing. Technically, it's haunted, right? Yeah. Right? Your house is haunted. My house is haunted. My store is haunted. Yeah. Okay. It's the version of is it good, bad, or indifferent? Yeah. And that's, again, back to what we, you know, mm-hmm. that's what the intention of paranormal investigation was before it was turned into a fortune 500 but you're going to destroy a 300 year old house <laughs> and that's that's because what's going to suck yes and mm-hmm. that's what's going to suck and that's what we're talking about and that's what the residents of that area are talking about i mean it's a private group um this facebook page i'm a part of it uh i've seen it you know i've seen people like complaining and i wrote something about it and tons of people liked it um, you can go online and read the newspaper article from the Providence Journal of the previous owners lived there, and you know you can hear them begging the town to do something because Hollywood is ruined their life. Their life was ruined because of a story that was blown way out of proportion, and that's the only impression that 
people get, so they think the house is going to be like that. They, you know, they and they and they don't see that the the house that Norma and um, Jerry lived in for thirty something years. Norma had a daycare there mm-hmm. for thirty years with kids. Right, and she running says around. It. There's no there's no ghost in the house. She said it's all false. It's Hollywood. Yeah, you know. So you know, and and even if she did have experiences, I think when Hollywood comes in, and does it? You do everything to t- say no mm-hmm. because now you've ruined my life. Yeah. You know, now you've you've you you know people banging on the windows. Um, you yeah. know, I know Jerry's um, son-in-law actually <coughs> happens to be one of my husband's um, good friends, and um, Norma ended up giving me a lot of um, Jerry's stuff. And in turn, I was able to give it to the rightful owner, too. So there's a beautiful piece of, of kind of what happened, too. Yeah. So, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's just believe what you want to believe. And a lot of times it will come true because the mind is a fascinating thing. Yeah, and we only what, know how to use like 2% of it or something and like some that. And some people, I don't know. <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun talking to you tonight about this. Um you know, I, I I hope everybody gets something out of this. Um, I'm sorry for what you know what happened. It sucks, but life, humans. I always say I'd rather hang with the dead than the living. Sometimes <laughs> I'd rather just <laughs> hang with my dogs. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, animals are better. Um, so we we'll we'll do another podcast together. Um, I don't know when they're actually filming that, but I know it's their Halloween special. Um, and I think it's usually live. So I, don't, I we might have to wait till. Till like November. Ugh, I can't believe I'm saying that already. Yeah. November. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we'll have to get back together after that that happens um, and see what they find. I'm I'm very interested. Um, again, you can visit Roxanne's shop. It's Bewitched of Situate in good old Situate, Rhode Island. It's on a very it's in a cute little village, but it's a it's a it's very easy to find because it's on a main route. road. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's about it for this episode. Uh, Kylie and I will be getting back to you shortly uh, with with the Encino Man. Did you ever see that movie, Encino Man? I'm no, you know, I'm not a big movie person. I read a lot of books. I know, oh, okay. I'm boring. You no, know, it's not boring. I mean, I I I like listening to audio books. <laughs> yeah. But um, so we're gonna do the Encino Man episode. Uh, you can find Roxanne on uh, Facebook, uh, Bewitched of Situate, and then there's another group. It's Bewitched After Dark. Yep, Paranormal. So if you have any um, issues or any questions, you can definitely uh, message me on there and Bewitched of Situate. So just, yeah, go check it all out. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, definitely um, you guys can ask me. I definitely divulge a little bit more information um, today regarding the situation. I know in my first video, I just said don't ask questions at the time. I just wasn't in the right state. Um, so hopefully this gave everyone who wanted to know a little bit more what happened. <laughs> um, they got to hear it today from my friend RJ's podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. And again, we weren't being uh, spiteful to any particular group. It sounds like we, I mean, well, we kind of bash ghost hunters, uh, ghost adventures, but they deserve it. <laughs> but any any other groups that we know or people in the paranormal field that we both know or talk to, this was not directed towards you. This was just in general. Like an open discussion. I, I you know, I feel that these are a lot of things that even us in the paranormal field talk about amongst ourselves about, you know, people, you know, like anybody, mm-hmm. you know, in any field, you know, I don't know the way he likes, I don't like the way he does this or that. Everyone has their own, their own taste, their own flair for things. Um, 
you know, I would just say if you're interested in this field, um, like anything else, do your reviews, do your deep history, you know, investigation, talk to, talk to someone. <laughs> um, and, you know, hopefully you can be led in, in the right way. Yeah. And it's all about respect. Respect the graveyards, respect the homes, respect the tombstones. Yep. Like, respect where you are because if you, and I'm going to say it, if you fuck these things up, yep. they're not coming back. They're gone. They're permanently erased from the earth. And, you're the jackasses that did it. So, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, intention. Remember, whatever you go for, just make sure you have the you know right intention. And I will tell you, the more you communicate with um, the energies around you and you respect them, that's the respect you're going to get back. If you get vulgar or anything, they will you will pull a different kind of energy. So, um, keep that in mind. Yeah, and on a final note, I I don't know if if you're going to be there. Um, the pagan pride. Yes, actually, I just uh, messaged them today. Someone told me about that in Johnston. Yeah. Yes, I'm filling out my application. So, yes, I will be there and probably with my gypsy wagon doing readings All and right, my cool. table. Because I'm, I'm going to be there myself. Um, my little thing is called Autumn's Magic. I changed the name. Ooh, I like that. Um, we make magical little things in, in Halloween decor in a primitive style. So, I'll be there. Um, but you can check out the Rhode Island Pagan Pride. It's going to be uh, – well, actually, it's it's in September – um, but it is on Facebook. You can find that Rhode Island Pagan Pride on Facebook to get more information. Um, and that's it. So Roxanne, thank you. We will do this again at the end of October, probably, you know, shortly after Halloween and then I'll be depressed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, in the spirit of getting ready for fall, uh, I'm going to leave you with a little tune called Masquerade from one of my, uh, favorite little uh halloween movies uh it's called fun size uh i i have a uh a soft side for like subpar halloween movies but i just love the adventure behind it but uh so this is this is uh from fun size roxanne thank you again thank you everyone um you can find us on every major platform now i'm just gonna say that anyway you can listen to a podcast you can listen to this podcast um and if you have any further questions you can Contact me on Instagram, um, and if you need to get in touch with Roxanne, if you can't find her, you can contact us, and I will put you in touch. And Zach, hopefully I'll see you in Rhode Island, buddy. All right, have a good night, everybody.
is a fool.